0: Hey everyone, we are back at it again. Welcome to the text lab. I am here with the amazing, the wonderful, the inspirational Jen Soda Show. Yep, they let me back on. And this is where we do a deep dive into the text each week to help you prep for life groups throughout your week. Our goal is to help you make disciples who make disciples. So whether you're leading a group, whether you're just trying to do some deep diving on our, your own, our hope is that the text lab helps you have meaningful conversations about what God has said to us in his word. This week is John A. 31 through 38. So let's dive into it.
1: Okay, let's read the verses. To the Jews who had believed in him, Jesus said, If you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. And they answered him, "Uh, We are Abraham's descendants and have never been slaves to anyone. How can you say that we shall be set free? Jesus replied, Very truly I tell you, Everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Now a slave has no permanent place in the family, but a son belongs to it forever. So if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. I know that you are Abraham's descendants, yet you are looking for a way to kill me because you have no room for my word. I am telling you what I have seen in my father's presence and you are doing what you've heard from your father.
0: So good, so good. A lot going on in this passage, as always, in the book of John. Let's unpack some of the main themes. Um, I think first, let's start with a little bit of a background. Jesus has just come from the Feast of the Tabernacles, John 7. He's talking about living water. We take a short break in John 8, 1 through 12, the woman caught in adultery. And then Mm -hmm. Jesus picks back up the tabernacle discourse and talks about being the light of the world, the second of the I am statements that he makes. That's what we unpacked last week. And then that part of the passage ends with the statement in chapter 8, verse 30, that some now believe in Jesus. And so that's what kind of Jesus is playing off of now. That's where we pick um, back up. And so as that happens, Jen, where are we at today? What is uh, going on in this passage?
1: Yeah, honestly, this is not a simple story. This Mm. would be a lot easier if it was just like a a cute little story. This is actually a theological uh, section. Mm. It's a uh, quote unquote thinking rightly text. Understanding the truth of Christ, true salvation, and our identity in him is that thinking rightly part of our um, our journey with Jesus. Yeah. And so as soon as we can think rightly, we can actually learn how to live rightly.
0: Ooh, that's good. As soon as we can think rightly, we can learn how to live rightly. So true. We cannot separate right thinking with right living. And so this passage, there's kind of like the game, a couple truths and a lie, two truths and a lie. <laughs> we played that a few weeks ago as a life group icebreaker. Maybe do that again this week if you didn't play it a few weeks ago. Two truths and a lie. This passage has about three or four truths and a couple lies going on. And that's what we're going to kind of break down here. The first truth is, That belief is connected to discipleship. That's what Jesus is playing off of. He says in the verse, or they say in the verse before, um, Jesus, we believe in you. And now Jesus is saying, let's talk about what belief means. If you hold to my teaching, then you are truly my disciple. And Jesus is kind of addressing now some who claim to believe. There's been a lot of people who have not believed in Jesus. Uh, We've had disciples deserting him left and right, the crowd that's wanting to make him king, um, they're deserting him, not believing and following him. And I think it's kind of amazing that when fi- finally now you have some people wanting to believe in Jesus, he's not like, oh yay, finally some <laughs> followers um, that I can add to my Instagram following. But it's like, okay, let's talk about what that actually means. Um, he's really interested in the real thing of it. What does belief actually mean? Um, and I think that's a great question to process with your group this week.
1: Yeah, this is it. This is something that you can round robin inside of your, your life group or your Bible study or even your marriage. Mm. What does it actually mean to believe in Jesus? Brainstorm some ideas. D- dive into The Bible. What does it say? Faith without works is dead. Imitate him. Cling Mm. to his word. Staying in his word actually protects us from spiritual ignorance. Like these are things that are tangible ways how. To follow him, yeah. How yep. to truly believe?
0: Mm, that's really good. And and the bottom line, belief in Jesus is not just about praying a prayer. It's not an intellectual exercise. It's not about just saying, "Yeah, I believe" and subscribe to some abstract theological beliefs. I think it's important for us to think of the passage in James where it says, "Even the demons believe in Jesus and shudder." And so, belief isn't about just acknowledging the existence of something or acknowledging that it's true. It's about following. It's about surrender. It's about lordship. Ultimately, um, and John uses the word belief over over again. And so it's important to have a a good understanding of what that means. So truth number one, belief is connected to discipleship. Truth number two, Jesus says you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Um, gosh, that's such a powerful statement Jesus makes. And I think this is another great question to kind of talk about Mm -hmm. in your group. A lot of times we really believe that in the moment when we first believe in Jesus. Um, but a question is, do we forget that? Um, do we lose the power of what that means as we kind of journey on through the faith that truly you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free.
1: Mm-hmm. That's good. This is um, why we practice Ebenezer's around here, mm-hmm. right? And we do yeah. rocks of remembrance yep. because uh, God and Jesus were very clear that yeah. we are forgetful people. Yes. So yes. we have to look back because there is power that Jesus really, truly does set us free. But when we forget that, we get hung up on the worldly yes. things. Yep and yeah. not our freedom in
0: Christ. Yeah, absolutely. And I think thinking about the worldly definition of freedom is you see kind of how the Jews kind of stumble along the way here as they're kind of understanding Jesus message and they the first lie that we really see here is that they believed that they had a security because of their Uh, father Abraham. And you Mm -hmm. see, this is how they respond to Jesus in verse 33. They say, we're Abraham's descendants. We've never been slaves of anyone. How can you say then that we need to be set free? And so basically in the Jewish mindset, just to unpack this a little bit, they felt confident of their election before God because of Abraham. And you see them often kind of say, well, Abraham's our father. And they're really kind of confident because of Moses as well, as you've seen in the last few chapters. And that's kind of why they thought they were good with God was because of Abraham and because of Moses. And they thought, really their father, um, their kind of genealogical father there, that they had security there because of who those guys were. And we see Jesus kind of tearing that down a little bit.
1: Have you ever uh, led a junior high Bible study? Yes. Every time you ask a question, the answer's like, uh, cause Jesus. (laughs) Right. I feel like that's what's happening with these uh, sweet little Jewish friends of ours right now. They're like, uh, cause Abraham.
0: Yep. Totally. That's just kind of their answer to go to for Mm -hmm. why are we good? because of Abraham. And Jesus is saying, hey, that's not good enough. You can't just stand on what Abraham did. That doesn't mean that you are free. And so there's a lie there that they're believing that they have this special security because of Abraham, but also they kind of say, we've never been slaves to anyone. And this is kind of ironic because in reality, the Jews were slaves to a lot of different people. They were slaves in Egypt. They were slaves to the Philistines. They were slaves in Babylon and Syria and Persia and now Rome. They were even under Roman occupation. And so um, in the midst, of this, they've actually been slaves a lot, um, but kind of in the first century and kind of under their enslavement, the rabbis would kind of teach, even though we're slaves, because we're the elect, because we are uh, we have Abraham as our father, we've never actually been slaves to anyone. There's this rabbi um, who wrote this line that, that says that the sons of the kingdom, despite their conquest, that that's who the Jews were, that they were mm-hmm. still sons of the kingdom despite their conquests. And in some sense, that was really true. But the problem is they were standing on what Abraham had done and they were relying on him for salvation. And because of that, they were rejecting Christ and couldn't see their need for a savior.
1: Yep. I feel like we have that same issue sometimes Mm -hmm. living in the United States of America. We stand on the quote unquote freedom Mm -hmm. we've been given in this country, but let's be very honest and very clear with the, the image we're giving to the Mm -hmm. world that's watching. There is no amount of freedom given by any descendant or any country or any ruling that can free us from our sin or from this world. Like, Christ is the only one that can do that.
0: Yeah, Yeah, that's so good. That's so good. And you see Jesus really flipped this upside down. And he says, no, actually you're not free. Actually, you have been a slave politically, Uh, geopolitically. You've been a slave. And then also you're really a slave because you're a slave to your sin. Um, And so you take Jesus kind of taking this concept of freedom and taking this concept of slavery and kind of redefining them and saying, no, you're not free because you're a slave to your sin. And you are a slave uh, because you're in bondage to that. This is something that Paul really hatches out in Romans six, kind of all of Romans five through eight is he's talking about this new life because of our justification in Christ, Mm -hmm. that brings us freedom. Um, But it's not freedom to do whatever we want, kind of the American definition of freedom, to do whatever you want, whenever you want, um, is kind of how Americans often think about freedom. Mm -hmm. But Paul's saying, no, this is about being free from the sinful nature. And that's a greater bondage than a political bondage. Mm -hmm. Um, That's a spiritual bondage. And the Jews thought that they were free despite actually being enslaved to sin. And that's what Jesus is showing them is that they're slaves and you need the truth to come and set you free. Yep.
1: So we should actually take a deeper look at what the role of a slave was. We mm. read that word slave, and I feel like sometimes when we read it, we look at it from our lens today yeah. and not right. from a 21st century lens. Yeah. So the slavery of the first century was common. Mm. It was actually more of the role of uh, family caretaker yeah. or yeah. family butler yeah. um, versus what we see slavery later in like the 16th and 18th mm. century. Like that's, we, we're more familiar with that. Yeah. Yeah. But this role, this role's different. This yeah. is close to being a family member, but without personal freedom.
0: Mm, mm. And Jesus comes and says, I want to offer you something more than that. You are no longer a slave. I love all the layers and layers of kind of metaphors that Jesus is doing here. You're no longer a slave like in the history of the Jewish people. And you're no longer a slave as in just like a part of the family, but not a permanent place in the family is what he says in verse 35. But he says now as a son belongs to it forever. So if the son, the son of God sets you free, you will become a son or daughter Mm -hmm. of the most high, which is just amazing. Jesus is talking about this freedom that comes from being united with Christ, being brought into the family that you're no longer treated like a slave. Uh, You're no longer a slave to your sin. Now you are a child um, or or a son, a daughter of God, and that changes your identity. Mm-hmm. That changes how you think about yourself, how you think about who you are before God, um, and then also like really something in your heart has changed. That you're no longer slave to your sin. You're no longer slave to your sinful nature, um, yeah. and you're no longer in bondage. But now you've been set free. Yeah,
1: the Jews almost got it. Mm. They actually thought their freedom was from their father. Hmm but from the wrong father, Abraham and not God. And because of that, that miss, yep. man, that that miss actually means yeah. they miss everything. Yeah.
0: That's kind of the big idea of this passage, that Jesus wants to, us to see who we are in him, uh, that we've been set free. We're, we're no longer a slave to sin, that we've been set free from that. And apart from him, that we are slaves. Truly apart from Christ, we are slaves, but in Christ We are set free from him that we can live and walk in the good life, the abundant life in Jesus. And I think this is what, man, as I think about like applications on this section, like I think this is what Jesus is talking about is that salvation is something that brings us into freedom now here and today, not something that we experience salvation after we die. You know, I think for a long time I lived in my Christian life that like I raised my hand, I said, I want to accept Jesus as my savior. Um, And then it was kind of about being a good person until you die. And it's not about necessarily accepting Jesus as your savior. It's about accepting Jesus as your life. Mm-hmm. It's about not just believing in him by raising your hand and praying a prayer, but it's believing in him as your life and saying, I'm going to follow you, Jesus. And Jesus offers a salvation that begins now here today, that we are freed from the sinful nature, that the truth sets us free, and we can live and walk in a salvation that Jesus is offering us, which is an abundant life in Christ. It's a new life in Christ. It's the good life in Jesus mm-hmm. that looks different than chasing the house and the car and the dog Mm -hmm. and the job and the ego and followers on Instagram and um, status and success and wealth and pleasure. It's different than that, but it's a free life because actually when you're chasing all those things, you're a slave to those things. Your life is controlled by those things. And Jesus is saying today, I'm offering you a life being free from that Mm -hmm. free from fear, free from anxiety, free from worry, free from doubt free from insecurity, free from the bondages of sin and being controlled by those things and offering you a new life in the spirit to live and walk in the good life that Jesus has for you. So I think a real application point for me is just like remembering that each day, which mm-hmm. kingdom am I living with in? What life am I act- actually pursuing today? Am i actually pursuing the good life in Jesus, um, or the good life that the world offers me that actually ends up making you a slave.
1: Yeah. This is literally where we Uh, derive the phrase more joy in jesus Mm. that um the joy that's found in following jesus is greater than our circumstances so when your kid like mine Mm. is on his deathbed battling cancer for the second time you can say my joy is in him yeah You can say if he lives, it's fantastic, and he'll learn about Christ, and it'll be a joy for me. And if he dies, it's for Christ, and he'll Mm. be with him. Mm. So it's a win-win. There's not anything on the table that Satan can tempt us with that would cause me to be enslaved to, like Mm. worry, fear, anxiety, that... That is living for Christ. Mm. That is joy in Jesus. That is freedom Mm. in Christ and not being enslaved to the world. Mm. That is something only Jesus can produce. But um, it is how I want to live.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Even though it's ridiculously hard.
0: Yeah, yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Hey, well, thanks to special guest Jen for showing up today and and sharing and and being with us. And thanks for you for spending your time with us as a listener. Our promise to you is that we're always going to do our best to make this time valuable for you. If this has helped you in any way, let us know. We'd love to hear from you.
1: Yeah. So... Whether you're at the gym or mowing your lawn or driving your crazy kids around or whatever you're doing while you're listening to these crazy podcasts where I cry, (laughs) um, we hope you feel equipped and encouraged and ready to walk through your parenting journey and your marriage journey and your life group journey and wherever god has placed you um, even in your trips to starbucks
0: yep yep as always do your own prep let the spirit lead you know that you are one who is sent this week into your group your family your neighborhood into your pray watch community wherever god invites you to go and be the living proof of our loving god
1: awesome bye guys love you